and building this um, startup ecosystem that one day hopefully will be gigantic and uh, I will be able to conquer the world and be powerful. Welcome to Ask the Pros Business Show, where we have conversations with entrepreneurs and people in business about their business journey, providing our listening community with a variety of strategies that can help grow their businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ask the Pros Business, where we bring business owners, entrepreneurs onto the show. You know, on this particular episode, I've got Charles here. Charles, I can say, is a serial entrepreneur. It's guy loves loads of experience, you know, to tell us lessons learned, you know, strategies as well. You know, and Charles, on this show, we always start from the beginning, which means, you know, telling us how the journey started for you. But I know that prior to this um, conversation, you know, we're, we're going to talk about all other stuff as well. But this is just a little bit of intro by yourself. So, the audience, the viewers will know who Charles is. Charles is this weird human being. <laughs> um, people would, I mean, some people called Renaissance, these kind Renaissance man or polymaths. I'm into lots of things. Um, but my main gig since the past couple of years have been entrepreneurship. Uh, it's a gig that I discovered fairly late in my life that I would wish I would have known um, earlier in life because my main gigs back in the days were uh, gaming, uh, parties, drugs, and alcohol. So that wasn't too healthy. I still got a couple of lessons out of those, but nowadays I'm just building a bunch of companies. My main company is Top Leads. We do cold email, so lead generation. And I also use this agency, if you want, as an R&D platform to research uh, the markets nowadays, what works, what doesn't work, where I can get product market fits from other startup ideas that I have. And off we go and building this um, startup ecosystem that one day hopefully will be gigantic and uh, I will be able to conquer the world and be powerful and do evil things. <laughs> wow, Charles, what a brief, you know, intro, brief and powerful intro to say, you know. Well, you just mentioned about regrets and if you knew you would have probably been on this entrepreneurial journey for a long time, you know, why that regret? Regrets, regret. I don't have much regrets, but I use, you know, I, I was talking to my coach today and uh, I live like 80% of the time in the future, 15% in the present and 5% in the past. And when I revisit my past, it's just to study myself, you know, like an historian, like an anthropologist and see... Uh, if I still have some traumas from the past, the past then is, is that still a rock that I'm carrying in my bag, you know, and a, and a useless rock. And that is because sometimes you can use rocks to make beautiful things, um, defend yourself and so forth. So um, from a metaphor perspective in the past, um, where, where did, uh, where did I trip? Where did I fucked up? You know, um, well, well, in many senses, I think that I discovered entrepreneurship way too late. I focused too much uh, of my life, you know, pursuing things that weren't uh, making me happy. Um, at some point, you know, it was just the money game. You know, I had this BMW, the gold watch, gold chains and and all of that. And I kind of realized that with, this was just for social capital, you know, and to gain something. And then after it was the ladies, you know, I, I'd learned sales back in the days and I used these sales principles to get more chicks and that worked for a while. And I realized that's also not what I wanted to to do for the long term. I realized I wanted to commit for the longer term and build humongous things. And if you study the, the greats out there, they all 
uh, go for the very long term. If you study their track sheets, relationship wells, you'll, you'll see they'll divorce like four wives. I didn't want to be that either. I wanted to be, you know, that this very long term guy that builds something from the ground up, something that is stable and being 1% better daily. So to answer your question, I, I did fail um, a lot back in these days. I don't tend to spend too much time there because yes, it can be painful to say that you've missed all these opportunities. But I think I also brought, you know, a bunch of these lessons uh, with me today. And I don't think I'd, I'd be where I am today if I wouldn't have been the extremist Charles back in the days, you know, partying and uh, taking all of these challenges with me and um, imbuing myself with uh, these quantities of alcohol and surviving, which was kind of form of competition and, uh, you know, endurance and so forth. So, yeah, interesting and colorful uh, path that I had. Yeah, Charles. Um, as an entrepreneur, Charles, you know, do you believe in the same, uh, there's a saying that goes, you know, fake it till you make it? Because you, you just spoke about, you had you had some you had the BMW gold watch and all that you know trying to just create that environment mm-hmm. for people to see you as being successful you know but for you you know what is your take on that on that line they they always say fake it till you make it I mean initially I don't think you have a choice you know you kind of need to fake it until you make it in my humble opinion that's how I did it um you know I mean if not not talking about the BMW and the gold watch uh, if you take you know my first agencies you know, you have zero clients, literally. So how do you build something from the ground up? You, you know, you try to convince someone and then they ask you for clients. Um, well, obviously, I, I was honest with them, but you, you also need to uh, build th- that confidence up. And that's the trick with entrepreneurs. Something I was actually reflecting yesterday is that there needs to be an equilibrium between lying and projecting yourself to, to where you want to be. So at it different, it, it depends at different stages, but to young entrepreneurs that are starting out there have like top confidence and go all out because that's what you need to strike the first contracts. Uh, you, you need to be overconfident and, you know, have pride in what you do. Study, study, study and, um, make your, your, put like as much information in your brain as you can read some books, uh, be a Wikipedia addict like I am nowadays and save up these uh, Wikipedia article and dive into the rabbit holes. I, I use an app called Pocket that is really good for doing that at my bedtime lecture. So get as much information as possible and also understand that, for example, if you go after a, a prominent niche s- such as TikTok, if you start your TikTok agency, odds are that you'll pretty much be one of the only agency in that niche and that makes you an expert and as soon as you know one piece of information more than your clients then you can potentially add value to them Uh, but just be careful not to to fake it too much because um, one thing can lead to the next and next thing you know you've become donald trump you know this 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 lying machine that you know can never stop lying you can never go back so be honest uh, with yourself stay true be transparent Um, what i'm saying here is that believe in yourself you know like ha- have that much confidence in yourself that you can you can break uh, blocks of concrete, you know, just like Bruce Lee would have said, you know, it all starts in the mind. If you think you can break something, if you think you can make something, you can do it. Right now I'm training for an Ironman triathlon and this shit is uh, seen as impossible for many. Um, but I mean, I did it uh, quite some time, but at first I did it even couldn't swim two laps, you know, an Ironman is 180 laps, uh, four kilometer swim. That's only the swim part, 180 kilometers bike followed by a marathon at the end. 
Um, so you believe in the impossible. Uh, try, try to your best to to reach uh, that destination, but also stay honest and try radical honesty for a change. You know, because there's a lot of fakery out there. Everything you see on Instagram, on TikTok, you know, it's all the bright side. You know, um, be careful not to to go in that culture. Be original and and be the one that won't fake it too much. And and if you fake, you know, you better back your words up and you know achieve what you you said you would do. Because no one wants to work with a liar. It, this shit can work on the short term, but not on the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being being true to yourself, you know, and and, and like they say, honesty is the best policy, you know. But but as an entrepreneur, you know, how do you how do you create that impact? You know, how how do you make that impact to be to to be recognizable as someone that knows his or her craft? Well, um, again, study, knowledge, education, as much as you can put uh, information that is relevant with what you do in your specific fields and plant that little seed and make it a flower. If you nourish it with uh, things like doing sports, doing meditation, if you feed your brain with good stuff, plus if you keep on feeding it with good information and you, you sleep well on that, and then you battle test your ideas with your peers, uh, then you next thing you know you have beautiful flowers in your in your brain you have information that is synthesized and that no other folks out there have so that's pretty much the the technique out there a bunch of people would say you know just be on on forbes or uh, you have an entrepreneur.com uh, article written on you but the way to get there is iq um, initially, then we can talk about EQ, which is at a later stage of life, especially when you have uh, entrepreneur uh, employees like I have. When you have a bunch of them, you need EQ to manage them. But initially, I, I always have this uh, this quote when when I started. I had two main quotes. Uh, actually, the first is a quote and the second is a thesis when I started out uh, entrepreneurship 10 years ago. The first is action over words. That's, that's what got me started in entrepreneurship. Action, action, action. Um, obviously that was fueled by, by ambition. I was always an ambitious human being. I've always tried to, to strive for more. I don't know if it's a genetic thing or, or whatever. Um, but, and the second thing, um, basically was always be the smartest in the room. So, I mean, that can serve to you uh, up until you surround yourself with like smartest individual. But even to this day on my side, I put so much in my brain. Uh, the, the IQ side is so elevated that, you know, I'm usually the, the smartest on, on many topics. And I mean, it's, it's pretty arrogant and egotistic advice to give, but this advice right there, uh, always have the, the highest IQ in a room is because I work my ass off reading books. I read two hours per day, you know, three hours. I synthesize information. Like I don't know a lot of people that do that. And as soon as you have this knowledge mechanism in your brain, you're literally smarter. So that means that you can help your client reach their goals quicker than other entrepreneurs out there. And that's what the best do in the industry. Yeah. Um, th- talking about being, being the smart, smartest in the room, you know, meeting people and shaking hands as well, you know, but what, what is your take on networking? You know, because I, I know part of what you do also, it also involves net, network, networking, meeting people yeah. and, and, and trying to build that, that relationship, which is key, you know, yeah. so, so what's your take on that it's networking with different people? Yeah. It's essential. So just to give you a, a short story of Charles in networking. So back in the days when I started being an entrepreneur, I went to these, uh, they call them five to seven events. It's like uh, you drink and eat entrees from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. in Quebec. 
um, and yeah, you network with people. Uh, back in the days, I didn't go there. I mean, I was new to these things. You know, I've been like one year in the entrepreneurial game back in these days, and I never got any sales out of these. And that was my goal to make sales. It wasn't really the the right mindset. You know, the the right mindset is to. And I won't, I won't call it build it a Rolodex. It's, it's the mindset that I have today that I'll get to in a couple of seconds, but it's to have people that you can um, battle test ideas with uh, constantly to get smarter and also um, people that can be useful in business for you. So you can collaborate, you can strike partnerships and heck even make clients. And last but not least with me, uh, make friends, you know, uh, you get along pretty well with other entrepreneurs. Uh, me and you guys could could be friends uh, anytime I visit UK. Could have a beer, a coffee, and uh, can have a good time and then laugh. And because life, that's also what life is about. You know, it's not only about business. It's it's about yeah. laughing your ass off. It's about Absolutely. you know <laughs> laughing about your stupid friend doing something funny. You know, and I mean that that's what life is about. So nowadays, um, my networking strategy. Um, I, I call it the six degree uh, separation uh, theory. So there's six degree of separation between me and Mark Zuckerberg. And I'm, I'm very frigging near reaching Mark Zuckerberg, you know, and um, when you know powerful people, um, you can move things in, on this planet Earth um, and you can obviously get smarter. I can promise you that give me 15 to 30 minutes with Bill Gates in a room, give me heck an hour. I mean, he might make my percentage uh, base move by like 1%. Um, and that is huge, you know, granted that if I read everything that I'm reading right now, I might move 0.01% in that direction just because Bill has been through so much. Yesterday I was um, reading a, a prologue uh, written by him, which was uh, his antitrust case with uh, the U.S. Uh, government back in the days. Imagine being the the biggest company back in in these days and having the government telling you that hey, uh, you need to to fragment your business. You know, imagine how how what does this to to a human being? You know, so so many things to learn from these people. So basically my strategy to make it short, um, I do cold email, right? So I'm very good at reaching out to people and getting them in front of me, uh, like we're doing right now. And my goal is to speak to these people, uh, to battle test my ideas, to see if I make sense. Today I gave advice, but it might be bullshit advice in your case, to be honest. And uh, the only way I can uh, learn that is, you know, by comments, uh, by uh, asking you what you think, you know, and that's, that's, basically how I get smarter. Now, also, you and I will be accustomed, Jazz, and that means that um, especially if I don't have any plans to die in my life, I'm a huge uh, longevity, um, you know, the proponent. In my case, I want to launch longevity startups. That means that we can do business together for 50, 100, 250 years, you know, and the good stuff happens over the long term, not over the, the short term of things. So this strategy right there, it's exponential. The more people you know, the more you can connect with them, the more you can learn. And um, the more they can serve you, the more you can serve them. It's just exponential. So hell yeah to that strategy and probably hell no for typical uh, networking with no purpose like we used to see it. I don't know how it is, by the way. It's, it's since COVID, I don't think people do that anymore physically. <laughs> yeah, Charles, what, what a great, um, great, great answer and great show so far. You know, I'm talking about, you know, strategies, you know, networking, you know, what would you have done differently, you know, look, looking back in the past? 
I, I don't, it's, it's hard, you know, because you cannot change the past. And even to this day, the thing that I'm doing at this very moment of time, I mean, we don't consider often the, the complexity of the brain algorithm with like all the pos possible decisions we have to make. I think I did the best, um, for back in these days. But if, if you, if I could modify the past and if we would live in an alternate reality, but uh, I would have, I think I would have focused on, you know, building a, a SaaS product instead of just going to network back in these days. And I would have targeted another niche than real estate because back in the days I was targeting um, realtors, for example, and real estate investors. And th these are tricky people to deal with. Um, and I know why I did that is that in Quebec, you know, it's the biggest industry, real estate, or, or in terms of entrepreneurs, you know, that the successes we see are real estate people, sadly enough, um, because it's the easiest thing to do, by the way. Um, so yeah, I think I would have internationalized, uh, quicker like I did today and, uh, and go go out there, which is eventually what I did. By the way, two or three years after that, I started traveling the world, met my wife, and uh, yeah, I'd never looked back. You know, today I have uh, clients for from all over the globe, and um, yeah, that's a good way to secure a business. By the way, in a in a recession, having uh, clients from basically anywhere, so that if shit hits the fan, you you have a market you can focus on and so forth. Nice one, Charles. You know, and uh, speaking to entrepreneurs, you know, there's this question I always ask them because everybody's got a story and we've got things that we've done that you, you, you're probably not so proud of or things that we're also proud of as well, you know, but in your entrepreneurial journey, you know, starting out, you know, from like Charles way back and Charles now, you know, what would you say was, what would you say is the most dif difficult thing for you, you know, starting out? Oof. Um, well, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and life are pretty much intertwined. Um, for me, and I've been through tough situations, but I believe, you know, that pain is self-created also. So, I mean, if, if you suffer, I, I'm sorry to say it, but it's mostly your fault, you know, like you're, you're creating that, that own pain in your life, you know, it's just that you haven't mastered your brain to, to tell him to look away or to not focus on pain and so forth. So, I mean, if I dig my brain in the, I mean, I've, I've lived an incredible life, you know, even, even like, um, let's say I could have died at like 18 and I, I wouldn't have my best life, you know, like with all the, the parties and so forth. And then I've been grateful to be granted uh, more years and God or this thing out there um, have allowed me to, to get on that entrepreneurial journey. And I mean, this is just incredible right there. So I, I don't think I'm, I'm in a position to say that I suffered or much, but yeah, like financially, man, fuck it's, it's tough in entrepreneurship. Sometimes lots of stress, um, people leaving, people backstabbing you, uh, people just doing crazy shit to you in, in business for money, right? Because that's, that's what uh, people do in business. Pe humans, if you really want to know a human, just start a business with that human and you'll see how they react to money and how they really are, you know? Um, and I've, I've encountered my fair share of, of these individuals. And again, it's not their fault. It's mine, you know, because I, I was the one taking that risk and risk taking is always an interesting science. You know, every, every decision that you make, I'm, I consider myself very good at decision making, but sometimes I, I do not consider the risk of getting myself involved with a person, you know, and the downside of it. If you're ready, if you know that if this person will break away from your business, you have to fix all their shit pay uh, two, two, three, five K uh, to, to compensate for their efforts, recruit a new person and so forth. That's fine. But me back in these days, I, I, maybe I was too lazy to do the math, but I didn't consider the damages these people could do, steal my clients, 
um, you know, like move away with 10 of my employees and so forth. And, you know, literally backstab me and, and break my heart because that's how it feels. You know, it's like someone ripping your, your heart apart, someone that you thought you could trust. And uh, from one day to the next, because of money reasons and money and greeds, uh, they they do uh, terrible things to you. So that has certainly been part of, of my entrepreneurial journey. But as you can see, you know, I, I forgot those things almost, you know, I had to dig quite uh, far in my brain. But yeah, human deception. And if you want to make it big, you know, you you need to build a team. And initially, when you have no HR experience um, and you don't know how to deal with humans, they can rip your fucking heart apart. Like, uh, so I, I'm not going to tell you, oh, don't develop any attachment. No, keep your heart open, but also, you know, be, be prepared for the reality of someone, you know, backstabbing you, especially if you're ambitious, you're going to try lots of things, you know, you're going to take lots of risks. Um, so that, that's part of, of the game, my friend. And, uh, yeah, every entrepreneur kind of needs to, to go through that. Um, I, I could also mention the challenge of having an online business when online businesses weren't the thing seven years ago. Like people didn't even know about Zoom, you know, I don't think Zoom existed seven years ago. Um, that, that was quite a challenge. Um, people trying to ruin my reputation as clients, you know, uh, me dealing with fucking broken realtors, you know, that, uh, you know, ask, ask for refunds all the time. And, and then all went after me when, when I did like a nitty bitty thing wrong. Um, yeah, th these are sharks, you know, out there. Um, and if you're not prepared for it emotionally, uh, you're, you might get wrecked. Ways to prepare yourself emotionally for that meditation, having a psychotherapist, a coach, um, a friend, um, a shoulder you can cry on, a, a wife, a husband, so a, a mom, a dad, you know, and a brother or sister uh, that you can speak um, how you you feel in those moments, drain these emotions out, do some tough sports as well. That can help. But yeah, that's been a, a tough period uh, of my life, if I can call it that way, because yeah, I'm super grateful. Bro. So, sorry to hear about that heartbreaking story, you know, heartbreaking moment for you, you know, and, and I, I know that when we want to do business people, we, we, you also have, you also have to build trust people as well. Yeah. But for you, I haven't gone through that, through that part of your life, you know, that phase, you know, how, how do you trust again? You know, how do you, how do you regain that trust with people you have to work with? You're hitting me with those deep questions. <laughs> and that's a very good one because, um, you know, there's two options after that. You either, you don't trust ever again and you're like shit i'm going solopreneur scaling to the sky you know and and uh, being a trillionaire i'm just going to be a solopreneur you know and do do 200k years 300k and being solo and by the way that that's probably what i could do if i had um these ambitions i could be employed you know as a company as a top uh, in the top sales position um, it, not the CEO yet because I'm, I'm not that great in, in a CEO position, or I could just be a, a consultant, you know, charging big bucks. And, um, I think a lot of people would pay for, for my advice for this brain. You know, this brain is like, um, it's, it's a very sharp weapon. I need to be careful how, how I use it. But, uh, that being said, I, my ambitions are still set, you know, for, for this kind. The only way to reach that is to trust humans. Uh, trust is the basic of humanity. Uh, this is how we, and this is how you and I are talking right now. We trust Zoom, right? Uh, I trust that you will make a good interview and vice versa. Um, we don't know each other, but we trust each other. Humanity is beautiful because I I, I trust um, in humanity. When I'm doing this bike ride um, last weekend, this 90-kilometer bike ride, and there's cars coming behind me, I need to trust humanity to do that. 
what what is telling me that the guy behind me won't bump me and uh, going 90 kilometers an hour i'm i'm dead it's 100% that i'm dead if that happens uh, so i trust in humanity and the the testimonial to that is me being still alive up to this day you know humanity has given me so much um and yeah i'm super grateful for that if you don't trust also it, it just makes life miserable you know Oh, is he observing me? Um, I mean, right now we're probably being listened to with the state of the world right now. You know, I kind of trust that humans will serve that. And that's the best I can do, by the way, because I'm not involved at, at that level of things right now. So I don't think you have a, a choice to trust in this humanity. That's what I'm saying. You can try to go like hermit style in, in the woods and live your own little life. But to be part of this business world is to trust. Now, how did I put my heart back together? It Time is the greatest healer. You know, time takes, uh, heals pretty much everything. Um, having other superstar humans in my business, restoring my faith in humanity. Not so long ago, I had to fire, I think, three or four people in one day. And my faith in humanity was... um on a very low level, but there's this guy um, in my business. His name is Nazim. Shout out to Nazim. I had a account together um, with him and I'm invested in him. He's invested in me and he has brought back my faith in humanity. He recruited three new people and right now they're all doing well. You know, um, I think it's to understand also the cyclical nature of this world, that there's ups and downs. And that when something bad happens, it's always followed by um, a beautiful thing. After the after the the storm comes the rainbow and the the sunshine. So it, it's always this way, you know. If you evaluate the things on a, a grander scale of things, it's always up and downs, you know. So yeah, first you don't have a, tr a chance to trust. Second, that's the way the world operates. And and third, uh, give yourself some times and uh, speak to your fellow humans because they're the one that will break your heart, but they're also the one that will sew it back together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right, Charles. You know, I'm talking talking about driving or whatever because I, I think when when you drive, uh, you 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 tend to trust the guy in front of you, you know, because you <laughs> because you 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 make your judgment based on whatever he's doing, you know. And as a biker mm -hmm. as well, you you trust the guy behind you as well, you know. But in business, you know, I, I know you've, you've talked about a lot of heartbreaking stories and, you know, deception and, you know, people laying you down, you know, but in, in terms of going to partnership, because I know a lot of startups, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that they, 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 they want to have a startup with, with friends or, you know, or families to say, you know, what is your take on, 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 on having a partnership with, with someone that want to start a business with somebody? Okay. Partnership first. Um, do you mean partnership? Like I partner up with Microsoft uh, so that we can launch an initiative together or no, no, being no. a co-founder? Yeah. A co yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Being a co being a co-founder. Yeah. That's an interesting topic because um, I founded a business in 2016 it was called Apex GPA with one of my best friends, uh, Phil, and he was the only co-founder I officially had. I actually had others, but it, he's been like the real co-founder, you know, in, in all the ones that I had. Um, and he was very solid in all aspects. He never really disappointed me. Um, but we still had to shut down the business at, at some point. Um, there's pros and cons to, uh, you know, like co-founding a business. Nowadays, uh, I'm pretty much writing solo, but I do partnerships and I'm also looking for co-founders for other business of mine. So give me a shout out if you're like a, a technical um, programmer slash CTO. I have a bunch of apps that I'm building and I need people for that. But, but my opinion on the topic is 
first coming back to knowledge and battle testing ideas uh, first <laughs> this is not there's no better partner to do that especially if you found someone that is very high on the uh, intellectual scale so phil was one of these guys and, and try to find people that complete you so phil he's the numbers guys uh, accounting and i am you know the sales uh, slash marketing guy so very good partnerships also in terms of personality um Phil has a, a good personality, yet my personality is a bit more over the top, one could say a bit more energetic and hyperactive. So we also complete uh, each other in, in terms of yin and yang. Um, so that's the second thing. Uh, there's disadvantages with co-founders when both uh, don't pull up the same weight. Um, so make sure that, you know, both of you are invested and that's very tricky and ultimately might have been a factor to why we dissolved that uh, supplement business we did together, that nootropic business. We didn't have the time and energy. You know, I had multiple businesses. Phil had his investments and, um, you know, he was doing his CPA title for and, and like multiple jobs. This guy's a fucking hustler. So um, both of us are hustlers, actually. So we we didn't have time to put in the business ultimately. Um when you're writing solo as a founder, it's cool because you have no obstacle. You're the one accountable, you know, you, you don't have to oh, blame your, your partners for, for this or outsource it to your partner. You know, no, you're the one accountable. And, um, I, I won't call it a tyranny, but it's definitely not a democracy. You know, it's the best opinions that wins. It's a meritocracy here in the companies that I launch. And ultimately I have the ultimate veto. I don't veto often because my team is. It understand my culture, you know, and who I am. And they're, they also, they are the culture too. Um, but ultimately, you know, everything is streamlined and we can move very frigging fast, you know. So that's the advantage of it. So uh, bottom line, I would recommend that you start as um, a, a co-founder partnership, like you said. Uh, one co-founder is enough. Uh, if you can have a technical one and a non-technical one, that's cool. Technical is like the coder and non-technical is the salesperson. And when you learn, you know, the, the routes of, of that um, specific race and um, excel it, you know, well, you can uh, basically go on your own, try it out and try the different models. Yeah, absolutely, Charles, man. Great, man. Nice, nice, nice answer to that, you know. But would you say there is anything like a successful entrepreneur, you know, because we, we all want to, we all, we are on this journey trying to just, you know, make things out and, and maybe make a better use of our time as well, you know. And success is, is one thing that rides in our mind as well. You know, failure at times as well kicks in as well, you know. But for you, is there anything as being a successful entrepreneur? There's streaming rules to entrepreneurship, you know, like, uh, like Jeff Bezos said. So, Work long, hard, and smart. Okay. So I'll, I'll keep the, I'll keep it very simple. Work long, hard, and smart. So long, I mean, put in the time, you know, uh, th there's no mystery. Uh, we live in a space time world, you know, uh, there's a couple dimensions and here's, here's two of them. The more time you put, um, generally the, the more accustomed you'll be, the more, uh, this, this, uh, this jelly box here will learn. Okay. Um, so that's work, work long, work hard. Uh, working hard means the intensity, okay? Like try to generate energy with stuff like sport, um, with biohacks such as drinking uh, the best coffee ever and drink it black, by the way. And um, don't put any creams and sugar bullshit inside it and <laughs> supplement yourself adequately, you know, like in, in, this brain needs to be fueled, you know? So the intensity is what I'm alluding to. Go all fucking out, man. Like I'm going on this podcast, my energy is high, you can feel it, you know? And it's the same in sales, 
when you want to sell some, some, something to someone, you need to come up with the energy, with the knowledge. If you combine these two things, they, they will break. You know, it's just like a, a block of concrete, you know, hit it with the right thing at the right spot with the right intensity, with the right energy will break. Um, and these, these big, uh, concrete blocks for you can be your goals. And the, the last one here, long, work long, hard and smart. Working smart, um, is using your IQ, you know, um, schedule stuff in your calendar, use a calendar. Um, do not, you know, start doing things left and right, you know, things that, uh, are, are not useful for you. Goal setting is, is great for that. Um, working smart means to educate yourself on the, the right things, the right topics and, you know, just, uh, hanging out the, the right persons and think about your actions, you know, because if you only work hard and long, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's like a football player running with his head down, you know, you're going to get hit on one side. This market is compromised of, of humans. Okay. There's a lot of humans in this market and these humans, they have brains. Uh, the, the humans, why we evolved up to these days that we use our brain, you know, and if you don't use it, then you're going to be at a disadvantage in this market. So yeah, work long, hard and smart. If, especially if you're starting business, that's the advice you, you kind of need to follow. So if you need to make a poster on your goddamn wall, uh, that's, that's what you need to do, man. Yes, Charles. Thanks. Thanks for this. Thanks for this conversation. This conversation has been great so far, you know, but for us to go, Charles, you know, what, what would be your last take for anyone now to, you know, start a business and as a premier as well? You know, I know, I know we say a lot of things that would, that, that they will take from, but for now, just the last, last thing for anyone else to go that wants to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. Yeah. So, okay. I'm biased. Um, but you know, if you're a human on this planet earth, um, if, and if you've studied history and if you are moderately future oriented, uh, you will see some trends, uh, some disturbing ones. I mean, if you haven't controlled your fear, they're not disturbing to me, but here's what will happen in, in 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, so there's, there's this still, there's this thing called AI. This AI thing is really smart. It's, um, it, it's smarter in some areas than you and I right now. And it will be smarter than you and I in most areas in, uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, this thing. So, so what happens in the market with, when that happens? Um, the one player that will control these AIs, uh, which could be, which is likely to be the big tech company or my company, because I want to get that big, um, is going to control most of the market. Um, if that company is nice, they might give a universal basic income to you. If they're not nice, then you're, you're suffering. You won't even have food to put on the tables. War will, wars will break out and so forth. So, um, where I'm getting with that is that um, the first jobs that will be replaced will be the basic ones like being a secretary and doing what a robot can do nowadays. But this will be amplified in the future years. And if you don't know anything about entrepreneurship and taking things in your own hands and uh, setting ambitious goals for yourself, if you just want to ride by, you will be tortured by life in a couple of uh, decades, especially. So jump all in with entrepreneurship. That's my short thesis on entrepreneurship. Either you become an entrepreneurship or you basically suffer and die in a couple of decades from now. You absolutely need to make the jump, you know? And like I said, I'm biased, but, um, being an entrepreneur can also start inside a business like I did. Um, Back in the days, I was an entrepreneur in an agency and I co-founded an agency with the founder of that agency. And we did something together after that. Uh, he saw a lot of potential in me. So 
being entrepreneurial, that means to take some risks, that means to be overly communicative, that means to have ambitious goals and plans and to understand things and to do more than what is asked. You know, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're, you're not going to have a good time on this planet Earth. And basic hardware uh, facts, you know, us humans were not made to stay in the comfort zone and not grow. Okay. So first be an entrepreneur and, and try out things, you know, whether you wanted to call it a, a weak side hustle or whatever, that's better than nothing. You know, that's better than spending your time playing Call of Duty like I did back in the days. So start a business, um, observe the market, get schooled, you know, educate yourself, surround yourself with uh, other people that are interested in learning, join masterminds and so forth. Um, grow your brain constantly. Your, your life will be better as a result. Do hard things, take challenges. And yeah, uh, in uh, in a couple of years from now, you look back at things and say, wow, shit, I was this loser drinking and partying back in the days. And today I'm a happy man. I have a wife, I have this little dog, you know, and we have this bright future and I'm happy on a daily basis and I live my best life. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Charles. Thanks for that, you know. And it's, it's been a great show, you know, learned a lot from you, you know. I'll, I'll, I would, I would definitely, you know, listen to it backwards and, you know, and, and take a lot of notes again. Strategies as well, you know, is great. You know, and I also want, I also want to take, tell you that I'm grateful for your time as well, you know, for coming on the show. Pleasure, man. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, nice one.